Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Black Writer Space. I am your host, Miss Mocha, and tonight I have DeAndrea with me. Hi. Hey. We have a really great, great, great guest tonight, uh, Rashonda Tate Billingsley. She is an author, really great author. Um, I've seen her all over the place. And um, I'm excited to have her on the show. So we are going to bring her in. Hello. Hi there. How are you? I am great. I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Anytime. You're always welcome here at Black Writer Space. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us tonight. My pleasure. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. So um, tell us a little bit about your writing career and how it started. Well, I um I am on book number twenty four. My twenty fourth book just came out. Wow. <laughs> and and wow. I started out actually um self published. I was a self published author and um just got out there and pounded the pavement trying to get people aware of my books and um then I ended up catching the attention of a publisher who signed me with Simon and Schuster and I've been with them ever since. Oh my god. Wow. Twenty four. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's some showing up writing right. and successful at it. Anybody can write, but it's another thing to be successful at it. Um, now, is there a specific writing style? Are you um of a variety? Is there a variety of fiction, nonfiction? Um, have you done a memoir? Um, I write fiction. Yeah, I write fiction. Okay. I write faith-based fiction. Um, a lot of people classify me as Christian fiction, but I'm okay. not a Christian fiction writer. Um, <laughs> I don't like to be classified as Christian fiction. I'm a Christian who writes fiction, but I don't like to be classified as that because I write reality. And in the real world, the crackheads don't right. say, well, pass the pipe, gosh darn it. You know? know that's and right. So you're going to see some real ugly truths in, in my books. And so a lot of times when you say Christian fiction, People then they they um, go off on me. I say the holy rollers come out the woodwork because they're like, oh my god, you used a curse word. You, your characters mm-hmm. had sex. Like Christians don't curse and have sex. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Very true. Very true. So um, most of your books are realistic, but fiction characters. Right. Um, what I do is like you know I, I take a little bit of a reality and, and, and everyday truth, and then I just kind of add, you know, my little fictional touch. So all my books are fiction with the exception of one um, called Help I've Turned Into My Mother. That's my only nonfiction book. But um, I okay. generally write in fiction, and in, they're classified as, as faith-based, um, although I don't tend to write in any genre, but that's the genre that people often put me in. Okay. Help I've Turned Into My Mother. I saw that on your website. Um, now... Is there any message, like one specific message that you want your readers to grasp? Can you, like, could it be just one message overall throughout 
uh, a variety of your books, or does each book offer a different message? Yeah, no, each book offers a different message. Um, I am the type of person that um, I, I like to write to inform and, and entertain, but I want you to walk away with, with something as well. So um, all of my me- my books have some type of message, but I don't believe in beating people over the head with it. I, I want it to be something that you walk away from, and then you're like, wow, I didn't even realize I got a message out of that. Right. Okay. Great. Um, so how are you, give me your opinion, I always ask all my authors this, um, how do you feel about the e-book trend now? Is it just, you know, okay, well, it's just another form, or are you opposed to it? Are you more geared towards the hardcover books than you are the digital formats we have out now? I am. You know, uh, a lot of authors try to beat around the bush and they'll say, well, no, I, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. But if we're going to be realistic with the reader, um, the publishers want the, the hardcover books. They want the trade paperback books because that's where they make the majority of their money. So naturally, that's my preference. Um, that's why you see a lot of writers who don't have book deals and um, a lot of very talented authors who are no longer writing because, they're not making the publishers aren't making the money, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about for them. Um, now, if you say that's the only way I'm going to read is to read an ebook, then by all means, all for you getting an ebook. But if you say what is my personal preference, it is going to always be the actual book in hand. Now, I understand because I, I have an iPad, I travel a lot, so I understand the digital era, and, and I actually read some of my books uh, um, on, on digital format. So it's a it's a trend that we have to get on board with. But at the end of the day, it is looking at the big picture. It is why you see so many talented writers without book deals. Mhm. Okay. Well, okay. I think I'm getting used to a little bit of both myself. Um, now, this recent, your most recent book, Sinners and Saints. Can you give us a little synopsis of that? And you yes. co you co-authored that with Victoria Christopher Murray. I did, I did. Um, Sinners and Saints um, is a book that Victoria and I came together to write. Um, It was actually my publisher's idea who thought that we should write a book together, and I'm a fan of Victoria's work, and so we decided to to write the book, um, and we took our two most popular characters. Mine is Rachel from Let the Church Say Amen, the whole Amen series, and hers is Jasmine from um, her Jasmine series, and we brought them together in one book, and they're going against each other as their husbands buy to be president of the American Baptist Coalition. So we had a lot of fun writing this book and just kind of one-upping each other with these two scandalous first ladies. Huh. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I love the cover. Now, the cover is off the chain. Yeah. Thank you. We, it's so I, we were having a conversation about covers this weekend, and, um, this is very, 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 very artistic. I love this it. Is, it's so funny that you say that because Victoria and I hated it when we saw it. Um, really? We told, oh gosh, we told Simon and Schuster. We were like, oh, what is this? Who is this girl? We don't know who this is because she doesn't, you know, personify either of our characters. But Simon and Schuster, our editor, was like, it's literal. Um, so you guys do the writing and let us stick to the covers. And everywhere we've gone, people have loved the cover. Yeah. I love it, yeah. Great. Um, the graphics and the photography is the bomb. So Amen. I'm a photographer as well, so I, I catch that all the time. Oh, well, thank you. 
Yeah, it's nothing like seeing a tacky book cover. The book might be good, but, yeah, so I love it. It's wonderful. Yes, that's the first thing that catches the reader's eye. When you want to go into a bookstore, which is rare, but a lot of us like that hard copy, and we go and we try to see, hey, what's out there, and we look, and, and we got cheesy book covers, bad graphics. It's all pixelated, if I'm saying that right. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah absolutely. I mean, you ha- you hear all the time about judging a book, but people do judge a book by its cover because cover. they're about yeah. to shell out their hard-earned money, and that's the first thing that they see is the cover. That's right. And, and it, is, it is. It's the first thing that they see. And, you know, you can have the best message, the best storyline, the best characters, but if the, the if, if it's, if it's not looking good, people walk right past it. So right, yeah, absolutely right. It's great. I like this, um, just looking at your bio and looking at the different things that you do. I love that you have your teen fiction section. I think that's awesome, and I love your titles. Just going through the titles for some of our listeners in case they aren't familiar with your teen fiction. You have drama queens, caught up in, caught up in the drama, friends to the end, fair weather friends, getting even with friends like these, blessings in disguise, and nothing but drama. <laughs> Always. And so, even though it's it's teen fiction. Today, we have so many different definitions of what a teen is, you know. And back in our day, if you made um, 13, that was, oh, I'm a teenager. But now we have tweens and adolescents. Mm-hmm. And so exactly what age group do you market to for your teen fiction books? Um, we actually do about 13 to 18, but um, I have readers as young as 9 and 10. Um, okay. What The whole reason that I decided to write the teen books, my um, nieces were with me for the summer, and all they wanted to do was watch television. So I'm an avid reader, so I said, go in my library, find some books to read. And they came back with Zane and Eric Jerome Dickey, and, and they're 15 <laughs> and 16. And I'm wow. friends with Zane and Eric, but I do not want my young nieces reading the book. And so I gave them um, Ernest Gaines, A Lesson Before Dying, Toni Morrison, and they were like, these books are so boring, and we could not find a book to agree on. And that's when I realized the void that was there. So that's why I decided to write them. And I wrote, I wanted to give them drama-filled, page-turning books, but with no profanity and no sex. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember back in my day, we I read Judy Bloom. I couldn't put Judy right. Bloom. <laughs> Yes, and a I, lot of them thought that they needed um, Zane-type books to even enjoy it. And so that's what I wanted to show them. I, they they get into these books and they're page-turning page-turning books. They're talking about them. They're worked up about them. And there's no profanity and no sex. Well, that's awesome. Kudos to you. I have nothing but teenagers, four of them. And so I definitely, definitely will um, invest in that for them so that I can make sure that they get into it because they have lives too, and they right. have drama and things going on. And you know what? A lot of times they say, "Oh, mommy, or oh, auntie, you can't understand that." But you know what? We've been through it. But it's nothing like handing them a book and saying, "Hey, you know, read this and get a life lesson." You know, so I, right. that, that we appreciate from you. 
Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate that. Um, I um, I love it. I go and speak to a lot of the young people, and, and just to hear their feedback and, and hear them getting into it, it, it makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, have you um, thought about turning any of those into film, any film productions? Yes. Um, we actually um, had, we were in the process of, finalizing the Good Girls movie deal. Now, my adult book, Let the Church Say Man, is being made into a movie. Actress Regina King is making her directorial debut. Oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm executive producer on it, so I'm excited about that. Now, the Hollywood journey has been a long, and it requires a lot of patience, but we are moving forward, and just the whole process, I've learned so much. But the team series, we, um, we've, I've had so much interest in that, and we were actually moving forward with one, and at the ninth hour, the eleventh hour, at the last minute, they came and said, um, "We want to make all the girls white." And there are two black girls, one Hispanic and one biracial. Wow! And it just broke my heart because they said, "Well, we don't really think it's an urban market, so we want to make them all white." And I just, I couldn't mm. do it. Couldn't you do know, it. That's awesome. I, I give you great umps for staying in. You know, that creative control, you have to stand your ground. We have such a lack with our young African-American girls, our young minority girls, and so we need them to get this, and we want them to see that there is someone out there like you on TV. I mean, yes, it's wonderful, the Tyra Banks and the model-looking people, but you know what? We want the everyday girl to know that she, too, is important. She, too, has a story. She, too you know, can can learn from something. And so I give, I, 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 I'm telling you, stick to your Thank gun. Thank you. It was, it was a hard decision. I, you know, if I'm being honest, it was very hard because I really wanted it and they were all excited about it. But I have a lot of young readers and a lot, a lot of young fans. And the last thing I wanted to do was have these people who come to me and say, thank you for writing books that reflect me. Then I turn around and say, but, yeah, you weren't good enough to make it onto the big screen. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You well, know, we used to have those, back in the day, used to have those um, after-school specials. What they used to be called? The ABC after-school specials? ABC school specials. <laughs> That's right. After-school specials. That's right. And you know what? Maybe there is a different market for you. You know, this is something that is very important. And to God be the glory, it will come about, and we stand in agreement with you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I just had, that's what I had to say, that that means there was something better in store for me. Absolutely. So what has it been like working with Regina King? You know, it's been awesome. Um, she's actually become a friend now. Um, unlike a, a lot of times when people buy books, they just mm -hmm. buy it from the author, they buy the rights, and they send the author on their way. But I've actually been involved in the process from the beginning. So it, it's been a wonderful experience. I've learned so much about the movie business, including um, how to be more patient. Um, mm -hmm. And she's just an all-around nice person. As, as nice as she seems in, in, you know, on television and in her interviews, she's actually like that in person. Yes, yeah, she seems like she's very down to earth, but of course. She is. Know. She is. That is amazing. So you're going into production. Have you started, so you start filming already? We are um, we're currently in pre-production. Okay, so have you done you've done your casting calls and things like that? We have not because we've had delays. We initially had um, had casting calls, and then once you have a delay, you, you find yourself having to start back over. Mm, okay, okay. 
And where would where were, and where are you going to be filming from? Like what location? We're you know, yeah. in Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, the, books are, mm. the books are set. Books are set in um, Houston, but we um, because Regina is directing and she'll be calling in a lot of favors from friends. We'll be filming actually in um, Los Angeles, and I, I do have a cameo in it. It's just a cameo right now, but see, once the camera start rolling, I'm gonna just break out and start acting. I'm gonna give me a. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds so exciting. So exciting. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Um, Okay. Now, what is the most challenging thing about writing for you? You know, it's an issue of of the whole balancing because I am a mother three children, three small children. Um, they are um, 11, 9, and 3, and so, like, I'm I'm <laughs> running now because they came at the last minute and said we didn't have any spaghetti, so I was working. So, I, you know, I have to learn to multitask. But I believe every minute you spend talking about what you don't have time to do could be spent doing it. And wow. so that's, that's, that's how I'm able to get so much done because I'm, I write all of these books. I'm an editor for a newspaper. I'm a ghostwriter, a literary consultant, and then I'm still there in my kids' lives every day. But it's because oh, wow. I utilize every spare moment. That's okay. amazing. It that is. is now, with your um, consulting, do you have any programs? I noticed some of the um, popular authors that's, that's been down that road and, you know, like you, you started out as a self-publisher. Do you have anything, any programs that you offer? I know you're really, really busy, but do you have anything that you offer for writers who are looking to get their book published or they they have it completed but they need to know what direction to go in. Do you do any of that? Like I do. Um I do because I get it I get a lot. And um I you know, I used to actually honestly I would just try to have lunch with people and it just got overwhelming. And so it's all part of my business now. Um so I, I offer self publishing packages, I offer pack uh, ghostwriting packages, consulting packages. Because there are some people that just want to know what to do next, and you know, okay. and I make it a, a clear like when I do some ghostwriting, I tell some people you can literally do this on your own, but some people don't want to do it. There are some people that just need to know what direction to go. So yes, I do. To answer your question, I do offer um, all types of packages, and all the person has to do is email me, and we'll um, email the the whole rate sheet, what we call it. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, I forgot what my next question was going to be. So, oh, we have to talk about your award. You just received an award, yes, the yes. NAACP Image Awards. How did that come about? That is amazing. I'm so Thank excited. You. 24 books, 24. <laughs> I'm still on the 24 books. You know, I had no no idea that I had even been nominated. Um, Victoria and I were on tour. We did a 24-city tour for Sinners and Saints, and we were on tour, and we um, had to change planes somewhere. And I got off the plane and saw a Facebook message saying, congratulations on your nomination. Uh, And I had no idea. I went on Facebook, and uh, apparently while I was on the flight, they had announced that I was one of five nominees for the literary, outstanding literary work. For, for the fiction category. So we went to, my husband and I went to L.A. We walked the red carpet. It was just a wonderful experience. And that in itself was a joy. But I was against, up against some great literary talent, Brenda Jackson, Tahari Jones, Nelson George. So it was just some awesome talent I never expected to win. So 
when they called my name, I was just dumbfounded. Um, but I, I actually did win the, the, the little statue, and I am just honored to, to take home that award. That is yes, I saw the picture on Facebook. I was like, well, you know what? I guess I'm so, and I'm, I'm, I'm. This is like my favorite field, and I kind of been watching it for like six years now. But it's like I never even knew that they had awards for literary. I never knew that. So they do. It was all they just, They don't broadcast it. They don't broadcast that. Right. Kind of I know. You okay. know. You think with an organization with a history that's rooted in literature, um, would but yes. you know, at the end of the day, it's about ratings, and the people want to see the celebrities and the movies. So, but they still gave us our respect. Um, they still treated me just like everybody else. I mean, so they really set it out for us. Um, they just did our part right before they began taping um, the live part because oh. they aired, it aired live on, on NBC. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, well, congratulations to you again. And, yes. um we are definitely here to support you. I'm going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right.
Good evening, and we are back. This is Black Writer Space, and I am your host, Ms. Mocha, and I have today with me DeAndrea. Our guest today is Rashonda Tate Billingsley. She is so awesome. I am so excited to have her on my show. She took the time out to um, come on and chat with us today about um, her 20, 24 books. She has published 24 books and doing it very successfully, and I am so, so proud of her. She recently received the um, NAACP Image Awards, so I think that is uh, an outstanding accomplishment, and we definitely um, give kudos to her. And I think we have a caller that wants to come on, so I'm going to bring them on really quick. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Did you have a question? I do. Um, I wanted to know if uh, Rashonda could shed some insight on her writing process and any advice for for aspiring writers. Okay. Yes, so definitely. Question, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. You know, um, I am not one of those writers that can go sit in a, a mountain in Maine and, and, and just – take in the quietness and write, because I do have small children, um, mm-hmm. I have to learn to write anywhere. And okay. so I can, literally, I don't. I can have all kinds, the house can be burning down around me, and I can write. And so my process is I literally just get it all out. Uh, what okay. kills a lot of aspiring writers and new writers is they sit there and they think of how they craft the perfect sentence. And that, that, that stifles you. And so you'll look at, at, in terms of, someone will pick up one of my books, but what they don't realize is that book is not my first go at it. It's like a cake where you're making a homemade cake. You put just the basics in there, and then you go back and you start adding flavor along the way. When it's done, then you add a little bit more icing. And so that's my writing process. I get it all out, and then I go back in and clean it up, and then I print it out and I read it and I edit it again. So I go through several drafts. Um, but the main, most important thing is getting it all out on the paper. And I don't think about how it sounds. Or am I writing this the right way? Am I crafting the perfect sentence as I'm writing? Yeah, I just that's get it I all be- out. Okay. okay. That's okay. going to kill you. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna stifle your creativity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in your mind, I mean, I can, I've gotten 24 books, and I still can sit there and say, okay, I could have said this another way. And if you continue to think that, it's going to slow down your process. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Oh, my yes. pleasure, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for having the show. This is my first time uh, listening in, so thanks to Twitter. Oh, my God, welcome, welcome. <laughs> yes, please, please you. come back and see us. Yes, absolutely. Wow, she took my question right out. I was going to ask that <laughs> advice for new and upcoming authors. I am working on, oh, my book has been sitting for about 10 years, so um, I'm, my goal is to get it out this year. But just yeah, what you just said, sometimes I get too frustrated, like, okay, that's, does that sound right? Should I write it like this? Should I write it like that? You know. Yeah, you're overthinking the whole process. Um, I always tell writers to start with a small goal. For me, um, I kept talking about writing a book before I actually wrote the book. And once I finally said, I'm going to sit down and get this book finished, I did three pages a day no matter what. That was my goal. 
three pages mm. a day, five days a week. Well, I would sit down and sometimes three no the three pages wouldn't come to me, but most days it would be thirty pages, and I'd have to say, okay, it's two in the morning, you need to go to bed because one right. thing I didn't do it, but I had set that goal and I said you can't get up till you do three pages of something, and that gets your creative juices flowing, and and before you know it, you're done with the book. Okay, that's that's I'm gonna use that one, three pages five days a week. Wow. Okay, great. Because um, I know people are tired of me talking about my book. I've been talking <laughs> about this book. I have people coming back to me. Tiffany, when are you going to finish the book? When are you going to finish the book? So, yeah, this has to be the year. It has to. No more excuses. Anyhow, I, um, I'm i very excited about everything that you are doing, especially with the film projects. That what? is really wonderful. Well, thank you. You know, I'm, uh, I get so frustrated with it because there was a point where Regina was like, well, it took us 15 years to make race. And I said, I don't have 15 years. I'm ready for this movie to be done. But it's, it is a, a whole process um, in terms of, of getting the movie done. And, um, you know, it just requires a lot of patience, but I'm sure at the end it will all be worth it. It will pay off. And just being involved on all of it from the ground up, it's wonderful. It's great to see my words coming alive on the screen. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just to see so many people passionate about a story that I just created for my imagination. Yes. Now, do you have anything specific you want to say to your readers to read your you book? I just thank each and every person that picked up the book, um, that, that spent their hard-earned money on the book, and that spread the word about the book. Um, because that that's what's been crucial to my success. And one of the things is that I've, I always appreciate the reader regardless. Um, I, I remember I did a book signing, and there were three people in the beginning. There were three people at this signing. And I remember the store owner was so apologetic. She was like, I'm so sorry. But I gave those three people all of me as if it was 300. And we had the best time. And, you know, I know some authors that just would have been like, I can't believe I'm doing this for three people. But I gave my all to those three people. Well, it turned out one of those three was married to a buyer for Walmart. And she went home and told him about the fantastic oh time we had. He bought 17,000 copies of Let the Church Shit. Save Me. Wow. Um, so oh imagine if I had gone in there with an attitude, you know. You, you just never know um, what type of blessings are laying out there. And I did something without expecting anything in return. And I just think that's why my journey has been the way that it has is because I'm always giving from my heart and I don't go looking for something in return and I just think that I end up getting blessed in the process. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That is fantastic. Now, I haven't heard that one. Besides your film project, what else um, are you doing right now? Well, I have a book coming out in July called The Secret She Kept, and it is um, it is about a woman that gets um, is has it all together. She's an attorney, graduated from an Ivy League school. She meets the man of her dreams. They have a whirlwind romance, and her family is anxious to marry her off, and everybody forgets to tell him that she has bipolar disorder, Lord. severe bipolar disorder, and it's called The Secret She Kept. And I've always, since I started writing, wanted to do a book dealing with mental illness. But my publishers in the beginning were very apprehensive because they're like, oh, that's a little deep. People don't want, you know, they don't want to read that. But now they trust me enough to know 
that I'm not going to write some boring, you know, um, book that's riddled with um, psychological terms. You know, I write everyday books, books that I would enjoy reading. And so my editor ended up reading it and, and loved it. It wasn't what she would ex- expected it would be. And so I think they had to get to the point of trusting that I could tell a story like this and still inject my humor in it because I use a lot of humor in all of my books. Now let me ask you this. A lot of times we speak to a lot of our authors and they pray self-publishing from the rights to the creative control, to the financial aspect of it. Of course, the marketing, you know, just depends on who you know and how you you know them. Of course, like you said, you know, you have to buy it from Walmart there. But my question to you is, would you ever consider going back to self-publishing, or are you comfortable with where you are with who you're with? Absolutely not. <laughs> I am not one of those authors that will try to fool uh, anyone into thinking that I prefer self-publishing. And and it's simply because of that word, self-publishing, it means that you do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. And for me, I am a creative person. I'm not a business person. I, when I was self-published, I would sell some books and go buy some shoes. And it just wasn't all adding up to me. And so you really <laughs> have to have a sound business plan and yes, you may bear um, uh, get all the financial rewards, but you're also putting all the money up front. You're also the one chasing yeah. down bookstores to pay you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I definitely encourage it in this day and age. Um, but if you again say my preference, I would definitely prefer being with Simon and Schuster. And yes, they take a great percentage of the money. They take the most of the money, but they get me in far more stores than I could ever get myself. You know, they're footing the bill for my 24-city tour. I can go on tour for 20, for a whole month, and I may spend $12. Oh, okay. Whereas when you're self-published, you're doing all of that yourself. Yes, yes, you are. Yes. I appreciate the truth. I appreciate your truth because a lot of times, like you say, a lot of people do push the self-publishing and... You know, I just appreciate that you, you know, for you, that's that's the best thing for you, and it's worked out very well for you. Was it hard to get to them? I know they came to you, but was it hard, the process? Was it a lengthy process, or it kind of just took on its own type of life? No, it was very difficult, which is why I self-published in the first place, because I got rejected left and right. Um, I would get a rejection letter every single day. I'd come home there'd be a rejection letter in the mailbox. But I believed in my book, my very first book, My Brother's Keeper. I believed in it. I believed that I had a good story. And so once I got all of the rejections, I decided to self-publish the book and and get it out there and then spread the word about it. And so that's what I did. Uh, And that's how it caught the attention of an agent. And the agent that it caught the attention of, I had actually sent her a query letter as well, and she never responded. But there was a one agent that did, I, I saw him out in my book won an award, and he said, oh, your book sounds good. I'd love to take a look at it. And I asked him his name. He told me. And I said, but you just sent me a rejection letter last right. week. And he, right. he laughed. He said, oh, I don't see those things. I just stamp reject and send them back because I, I get so many of them. And I thought, I'm sitting here waiting on somebody to validate my talent. Yes. And oh, they could not even wow. be in it. My editor, for example, she has a stack of manuscripts in her office that, you know, they near reach the ceiling. So somebody is at home waiting to hear from her, thinking they're not good enough, their story's not good enough, and it's simply she has no time to read it. That's my next question. Do When you send out your 
talent, your time, your blood, your sweat, your tears, do you send out the whole book or do you send out a snippet for them to read to kind of get them to bite? How does that process go for the listeners that don't know? Because a lot of people just don't know how it works. Do you send out your whole book and pray that they read 275 pages or do you just send them something to get them, you know, to wet their whistle? Yeah, no, you only do about three, um, you'll do three chapters, and you only send the whole book if they ask for it. Because okay. keep in mind, you're looking at, um, they get tons of books in, so, um, and, you know, tons of manuscripts. So they really don't want all of those unless they've requested it. And most yeah. of the time, when if you send your entire book, it's, it's not going to get read at all. Mm. Wow. You hear that, listeners? You know, you have to know exactly what it is. That's why it's so important to get with someone who's in the business that knows what to do and let them mentor you so that you can have a better chance of getting your book read. But like you said, even if you get a rejection letter, I remember one of our guests said, if you don't get at least something, if it's a rejection letter, you're not trying. So at least you know you're trying, you're putting it out there, and like you That's a good point. It may be sitting on someone's desk, and that does not mean it does not validate your talent. It just means that you have to keep pressing. Mm -hmm. It does, but you know what? I hear that so many times that um, lots of authors who ended up self-publishing were turned down so many times from publishers, and then once you are successful with your self-publishing, then they want to come after you. Like the lady that made the $2.5 million on the e-book, yeah. she has sent hers to write. So, uh. and, and and one of the problems that I have with that is that um, you hear the stories of, of like the Amanda Hockling who made all of the monies on, on the e-book, and that's the story that everybody clings to. And And it's not to say that the average person can't duplicate that, but you have to you, you have to be realistic in what you go after. Amanda Hoffman, for I don't know if your listeners know who this is, but she's someone she sold like a million copies of her ebook the ninety. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Okay. Well, well, people hear that and they're like, okay, see, that's why I need to do my ebook. But they they fail to realize Amanda was in vampires. The whole you know that's mm-hmm. that's the hottest genre right now. So she was in the vampires. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing yeah. <laughs> And, and so what they're not looking at are the tons of of stories that aren't making it, the e-books, the, the sales, the 99-cent sales, all of those sales that you have 20 times what Amanda Hockling, um, you know, 20 more people who aren't having Amanda's success. And so Absolutely. I think you have to be realistic in any goal that you go after. Um, you'll hear people going in and saying, you know, oh, I sold – you know, I sold the fifty thousand books, ebooks last last uh, month. You know, with my book, and one of the things that that does is that sets a false perception for the next person because the average person isn't selling fifty thousand ebooks or book period a month. They're not selling five thousand books a month. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of the problems that we have is that we set these false ex- expectations. So you have another writer that comes along. And she only sells 200 books, and then she feels like a failure because, mm-hmm. well, so-and-so said they sold 5,000 last month. And mm-hmm. so I just wish that as writers we would be more honest so that everybody knows what to expect. Mm-hmm. At the same time, 
too, you know, when you think about it, it's so many people that have a story, and some stories are similar. And, you know, a lot of times people think, well, I won't write my book because probably somebody wrote that book, and it's so hard these days. And, you know, what advice would you give to the person that's kind of stuck with wanting to be an author, they have a great story that they have to tell, but they're discouraged because they don't feel like they are the you know they that they can get to that you know two point five million and do the ebook and oh look at this great book and go to go to Barnes and Noble and look at all the books on the shelves and how do I even get to that? Am I going to have to sell them out of my trunk? What do you say to the author that wants to write and has a passion to write and a desire to write but gets discouraged because of the process? Um, First of all, again, it's about knowing the reality. Um, Do your homework. The Internet is a powerful thing. One in one million people is selling 2.5 million books. One. Out of a million folks. So, I mean, that's that's not the reality. That's that's not, our, you know, our norm. If you take our top seller, which is a Zane or a Kimberly Lawson Rovey, they're not selling anywhere near that. And so, you know, it, it, we have to be realistic in, in looking at it. And, and if, you, if you just do homework, that can help your expectations. And then don't go in writing saying, okay, I'm writing this book to be the next blockbuster movie. Just right. Write. Just, just, just write, tell a good story, and have an appreciation for the craft. I am always learning. I'm, I can learn from somebody that is writing their very first book, and I'm always open to learning. And, and I think that's where, where people have to always be uh, like a sponge, taking everything in, and just be committed to the craft of writing and, and respect it. If you're writing and, and you're about to publish something, I can't tell you the number of people that say, oh, I'm not spending any money on, on an editor. Well, if, if you are dedicated to the process, you're going to spend money on an editor and you're going to spend money on a cover designer. If you don't have it, then you're not ready to publish. Mm. You just need to wait to save a little bit more money because that's, that's, where, that's where so many people are going wrong. They'll have, you know, Pookie Nim edit the book. They'll have somebody draw the cover. And your book needs to be quality material. You need to put out only the best. Yes, yes. Well, what we are going to do is we are going to kind of put you on the spot, and it can be any any book of your choice, but we're going to take a break, and we're going to ask you if you can just read us just any snippet or excerpt from your book, any any book that you want to choose, but just for your uh, audience for for our listeners, you know that are listening to you. Very excited that you're on tonight, just to give us a little bit of what you have, so everyone will know on our show what an amazing author you are. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll be right back. I know I just need one more chance to prove my 
school mm. week. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Very um, real. There ain't nothing Christian about them hookers, too. <laughs> So that's um that's well, just one of um one of my books. My latest one um again was Sinners and Saints. Uh, before that was Say Man Again. That's the one I won the the Image Award for. And um then I have just um the secret she kept in July, and then the sequel to Victoria and I's book, um the Sinners and Saints two comes out in January 2013. That's not the title, but that's what we're calling it now. Okay. Okay. Well, there you have it, Black Writer Space listeners. You have gotten exclusive, and it yes. was good. It was it's good. So I can't wait to get the book. I don't know what book to get. I think I'm going to have to get all of them. I know. i I got to have all 24. <laughs> really? I didn't even know it was 24, but now that I do, okay. It's amazing so. because the humor, and, and that's what we look for, especially in our community. You know, it's certain things that only um, are prevalent in our community, and so a lot of times they won't get the inside joke. So I, again, commend you on maintaining your uh, creative control with the, trying to do the teen uh, series because we want our African-American young girls to be able to be empowered and know that someone is representing them. So, again, I commend you on that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You know, one of the things uh, when, when I was looking for teen books, my, my nieces couldn't relate to the gossip girls. They couldn't relate to books where the girls tell their mama, you make me sick and slam the door. You know, so mm. I, I just wanted something that they could relate to. Absolutely. And, and you know, especially, in, you know, again, I have four teenagers. My I have twin daughters that are 15. And in this day and age, Think women, uh, girls, boys. The end. It's it's hard out here. Teenagers yeah. are cruel. We used to just be able to talk about each other on the bus and at school, but now we've got the cyber age, and it keeps going and going and going. I have a thirteen-year-old as well, young a, a young girl that's thirteen, and so just trying to keep on feeding to their self-esteem and helping them mm-hmm. build self-image and. It's difficult because you have to have something that they can relate to. Right. Because I'm going to start um, giving them your series so that they can have something that they can relate to. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. We are looking forward to having you back in the future and um, possibly any – Large events that we have coming up, I will definitely contact um, you to see if you can come and be a guest. All so. right, I would love to. And if you are so ever you enjoy, in Chicago, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever in Chicago, let send us an email. Let us know. We would love to meet with you and uh, have some of your books in our studio. So please, 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 if you're ever in Chicago, let us know. But good luck on the project. You stand your ground. God bless you, and you continue to do great work. Thank you, ladies, and you have a fantastic evening. You too. You too. All right, bye-bye. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome interview. I love when I have interviews like that. Um, just to our listeners, 
If this is your first time listening, feel free to check out um, our blog. It's Black Writer Space with two S's, .blogspot.com. Also, we're, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter, Black Writer Space, uh, three different words, but all you have to do is search it. matter of fact, you can just Google it and it will come up. Also, uh, be sure to check out our link site and go on and make a profile because starting March 1st, it will be a fee to be a member to that site. That address is blackwriterspace with two S's dot ning dot com. Um, really, really, really great information. Um, I love it when, when the, the um, well-known authors come on and give advice to other writers because it's so simple, like... You know, you'd be thinking they say, "Well, oh, you have to do," and they come with the regular look. You, you know, know what? Now we've talked to someone who's been, um, has, who's gotten an Image Award, NAACP Award. She's right. she's working with Regina King. She's starting to produce her own film. Well known, has a great publicist, and here you you hear her baby in the background. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right down straight to earth, just telling it what it is and keeping it real. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely, and that's what I look forward to here on Black Writer Space is having a great guest like that. I mean, we all started somewhere, so um, there's really no need for arrogance. There's no need for, um, you know, just kind of acting like you just stepped out of the uh, out of space, Mars or something—I don't know. But I love it when I have guests that are just so humble and just have so much great information. They don't hold back. They love helping other authors who are just getting started, who might just be thinking about writing, or you know, you just never know. Like she said, always appreciate the passion of it, so, right? And right from your heart, yeah. Right. And do your research. Absolutely. The Internet is... Um, your best friend. It's, it's free, but, yeah, it's, it's um, it saves you gas, and um, you don't have to go walk in so many blocks. You don't have to uh, make an appointment. You can just get on Google and Google whatever you are looking for. I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and don't forget to Google Black Writer Space because we are all over the Internet we have been since 2007, I believe. So, anyhow, uh, be sure to go on blackwriterspace.ning.com and uh, check us out. We're on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. We will follow back. So, um, I'm I'm really excited. Really, really, really. And one of the authors that she mentioned, Kimberly. Lawson Roby, she is going to be on our show. She's scheduled for uh, March 8th, another very, very, very popular author. She has, I don't know how many books, but she has a lot. Yeah, so um, when she just threw that name out there, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I got her too. She's coming on, and she's right here in Illinois. She's right here in Illinois. She resides, I believe, Joliet, right outside Joliet. But, yeah, she's basically right here in Chicago. So she'll be coming down to the studio for a um, complimentary photo shoot. I always try to get any of my authors that I have right here in Chicago 
to. Mm, I just thought about something. I need to see if I can get her to come to the event. Don't mm. get Okay, so I'll be sending that email out tonight. <laughs> Anyhow, we are in the process of planning our first annual literary authors and writers spring book expo. It'll be it's not anything really, really big, but it's the first event. So just trying to get people to come out. I don't believe there'll be a charge. I think it's gonna be free admission. Um it will be at a place where you can um you know, you can purchase your own drinks. I think I'm gonna have some appetizers. And um I'm working on my headliner. So um I already have one confirmed. And still confirming the um, exact date. I'm waiting for a couple emails to get back, but uh, it's looking really good. God is good. And um, I don't really want to put it off because I plan on having something else, maybe mid-summer, end of summer, early fall. So um, now I know for next year I can get a head start on what I want to do for 2013. However, because we will be having a conference we will be having a three-day conference, uh, 2013. I already had um, one of our authors, matter of fact, our first author, J.M. Benjamin, mentioned that to me. So um, it's definitely something I want to get into this year. I know I'll be doing um, a lot of traveling, hopefully, trying to make some of these uh, events that I never get a chance to go to. So... With that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back.
Good evening, and we are back. This is Black Rider Safe, and I'm your host, Miss Mocha. I have my co-host with me today, DeAndrea, and our guest tonight was Rashonda Tate Billingsley. Awesome writer, author, publisher. She is working on some films. I mean, she's working with uh, Regina King. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I would love to be on set. I know. Just one day. Just just one day. And she did you hear what she said? She's gonna be calling us some favorites for a couple from a couple of friends. You know what that means. It's gonna be all kind of actors and and, um directors there. Yeah. And and Regina King is directing as well, man. Our director debut. Yeah. I have yet to take a trip to Los Angeles anyway. Yeah, we'll have to go. Yeah, for real. Like, I want to do New York, but I think Los Angeles is going to be very interesting. Um, I get to take as many pictures as I want to. Yeah, we did. We went to Rodale Drive, and um, it was very interesting. It was. It was very interesting. So (laughs) we had a good time, though. We had a good time. Okay. But I, look to it. I can't wait for this event. I'm so glad that things are in the works. Um, you're doing an excellent job, and um, I'm excited. I can't wait to see who's going to be there. And I know, I know. I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, can get stressful at times, but um, at the end of the day, I think I don't think I would. Um, change anything about it. Um, I'm glad she mentioned her name because I'm going to send an email and see if I can get her to come since she's right here in Chicago. That would be awesome. Then I can have two headliners. That should bring in a lot of people. And the purpose is, is basically, like I said, this is the first event just to kind of get the word out. As soon as I posted it on Facebook, I started getting hits in my inbox, like how much are the tables. And I don't. And some of those authors I don't even think was in Chicago. So just to get the support like that is really, really, really amazing. I definitely appreciate that. Um, the vendor tables will be uh, $50. I'm going to see if I can get a couple of people to, um, you know, do some book giveaways or something. I mean, what's you know, if you sell your book for $10 or $15, what's $15 to give away just to gain a new reader, you know, so... Um, I know Darren will be there. Uh, you know what? He did say he worked on Sundays. But anyhow, he is definitely always faithful to uh, anything that I have. Um, and he's always ready to sell his books. He carries them in a the trunk. So <laughs> I like that. I uh, can't say that about everybody. But I did speak with Jay Anthony Graves. He's excited about it. And the first thing he said was, what day is I said, well, you know what? I'm looking at May 20th. He said, "Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Cause I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be in Vegas for that fight that Saturday." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so long as you can make it to the event, hey, not a problem. Right. Um, but he called. Um, I mean, he texted me, something to call me. He wanted to work something out where he could get his pictures. So we worked something out where he pay, he's paying a little bit, and then he's gonna um, give us some copies of his books. So I'm like, it's cool. It's cool. So I'm excited about that. We're going to meet on Thursday. 
And um, he actually, he said he had, you know what, he said he had his, his book, um, his editor went back and found a lot of mistakes, so he had his book re-edited. And I was like, you know what, we were reading a few books this weekend and came across a lot of errors. He was like, yeah, so he's like, I'm not redoing it, it's the same book, but it's going to be edited all over. So it's going to be, a, you know, just a few minor changes made, but he was like, um, as soon as those come in, I'll bring them to you. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I have a nice variety. Mm, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like I said, just continue to um, check out our blog. I have updated the blog. I have put Rashonda on the blog tonight. I do have a um client that I have that purchased one of my marketing packages, and I'm going to have her on March 6th. Her name is Marcel Terrell. I do have her information on the blog as well as on the front page of com, and I've been posting on um, the Facebook pages and Twitter as well, just kind of putting her stuff out there. She does believe in marketing and um, getting all the exposure that she needs right now to get the word out about her book and and what she's doing. So I'm excited about that. I'm grateful that she trusted um, Black Writer Space to assist her in doing that. So, um, again, if you are looking for advertisement or um, some exposure for your book, feel free to give us um, inbox us and look for our specials because I post specials, and that's how she got on. Periodically, I post specials on Facebook just out of nowhere. So, and then people start inboxing and inquiring, and some people, you know, pass it by, but some people say, you know what, let me go ahead and get this. So, um, I will have some set rates for monthly advertising on the uh, Ning site. I'm really trying to um, doctor that page up and get a couple of ads on there, and you know, because it's a literary spot. So. It's definitely going to be filled up. My goal is to have a couple of publishing companies that offer mainstream publishing as well as self-publishing packages that are affordable because it's not expensive. Like she said, you are doing everything yourself, but some of them do have payment plans. So um, iUniverse was one of my favorite ones. They have packages from like five ninety nine to something. I remember I was out there still delivering mail, and they were calling me about, um, are you ready to start your um, publishing for your book and blah, blah, blah. I was like, mm-hmm. um, do you have a, a, a payment plan? And they were like, we sure do. I think the down payment was like $200 or something, $250 or something. That's, and I was like, oh, wow, they, I didn't even know. You know, so you never know. It's all kind of different options out here is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So um, it can definitely happen. Um, and then a lot of companies offer uh, where you can still sell. You can purchase one of their packages where they kind of assist you in the process. So it's not like you're going into contract with them. But you are still self-publishing. They're kind of like just kind of holding your hand through the process and, you know, assisting you in getting everything done. So it's not always that um, if you go through a publisher that they are, that you're under them and they're publishing your book and they'll get um, a percentage or anything. Sometimes they just act as a um, guide to help you get through. 
So anyhow, um, I know Tamika Newhouse, we had her on the show. She offers a program of, um, I think she only charges one twenty-five to help mm-hmm. you through the entire process. And she has self-published a lot of books. And she has pub- she has authors under her that she has published and started her own publishing company. And she's got the book club going. And her event is the event on May 6th in Baltimore, the uh, Baltimore Black Book Expo. So I'm really excited about that. I think it's only $5 to get in. $5, dollars or something. But anyway, I'll be there because Nikki Turner and J.M. Benjamin are going to be there, along with a whole bunch of different other popular. I'm going to be just like a kid in a candy store. Right. So, um, anyhow, it's been nice. We do not have a show scheduled for tomorrow. So. Tomorrow and North Thursday? No. No, we don't have anything for the rest of the week. Zane's show will automatically play back on Friday, so if you miss that show, it will play back March 2nd at 7 p.m. Um, we don't get a lot of listeners for the playbacks, but anyhow, I try to always have something playing back. Um, and Monday, I'm going to see who I can get for Monday. And you know what I thought about yesterday? You know, when I started the relationship segment, you know, it didn't even dawn on me till. I think after the show that we had um, Tony Gaskins on yesterday. Yesterday was Monday. Well, we're talking about relationships. So, um, yeah, I was excited about that. But anyhow, we will see you guys. Uh, Monday. Monday? We'll see you guys. <laughs> yeah, Monday. I don't have anyone scheduled for Wednesday. I will probably, though, tomorrow just post. One of our shows, I like to go back to the first, second, and the third show because those were really, really great shows. Uh, we were just starting now. Um, I do miss Mario. I, I haven't talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to see if I can get him back in here ASAP. Um, but, yeah, so you guys will see us um, back Monday live, but I will probably post something for Wednesday and Thursday where you can just kind of, Click on the link. I'll post it on Twitter. Uh, I'll post it on Facebook. And then you can just listen in. That's one thing I do like. You can always go back and listen to any show that you missed. So um, with that being said, um, we appreciate you. Yes. And be blessed and have a great night. Absolutely. Have a good night. Kicking it with my boy Luke for the 9-3, you know what I'm saying? Because we will be knocking the boots. G.I. Shazam Dino. They're going to do a little something for you real sexy like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yo, check the verse. When we make good
Yeah, no. 